OTB Rugby. And uh, if everyone in Ireland's a wee bit worried, well, you've got yourselves to blame because it's your fault because it's what you did to them uh, in July last year that poked the bear properly. You know that. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball. Yeah, Alan Quinlan in the house with Dan McDonald. Not sure you've ever worked together before. Look at the smile yeah, on their face. We've yeah. been I on. Think we have, yeah. yeah. You think yeah. you have? You're not sure though. We've passed anyway. We've certainly yeah. passed. Uh, yeah. Yeah, passed each other in her. Uh, from he's probably hopping up out of going the chair in and then going out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do listen to him a lot though. What do you make of him? He's all right. Yeah, he doesn't he's like rugby. All right. <laughs> Always giving out about rugby. Not, I don't have the rugby stock. I can't. I How would can't. you sell rugby to him as a sport, Quinny? I don't know. I have friends. G heavy. Big GA fans down Tipperary Hence. that uh, the only they're gone from the rugby since I retired. You know they mm. would have kind of let on that they were into the rugby when I was playing and go to an odd match, but then afterwards it's kind of they've lost all interest. You know and they're giving out too much rugby on the back pages. That's what Joe Hayes uh, always says to me, the former <laughs> Tipperary yeah. hurler. Joe's a great character, legend, and uh, <coughs> he's. He's uh, he's always given out about um, too much rugby, too much rugby on the back pages. You know, where's the GA? But um, yeah, Dan is all right. But um, sure, look, you can convert people. We'll we'll have it in a few weeks, Johnny. We'll have uh, if Ireland stumble or or fail to get past the quarterfinals in the World Cup, the the anti rugby brigade will be out. Yeah, well. What, okay, so what do you make of the game Saturday then? Because like, I suppose one um, one thing about rugby over the years has gotten so much more physical, and these warm up games are really a poison chalice. Like, so you look at um, the physical, like you, you you want to give fringe players a go. Um, not see Crowley gets on it out. Have Crowley's grand maybe, but like some of the players that um, are more up front in terms of the forwards and that, it's dangerous. Um, what do we learn? Um. The reality here is, uh, I think Paul O'Connell said it last week in the press conference, everybody's going to play here. Um, are they showing their hand too much? No, they're not. I think it was it was bland at times on, on Saturday. Very effective. I think when you're leading 21-3 at half time, um, <coughs> Italy's probably close to their strongest team, mm. whereas Ireland's was more or less a completely second string team, bar... You know, one or two players, obviously Doris in the forwards and Henshaw maybe in the back line. Um, otherwise, it's 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 a second string team, guys trying to impress. Um, I think the most important part of 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 this run in for for Andy Farrell and the players is trying to get minutes under the belt and and also avoid injuries. We've seen historically from you know World Cups that. There's always um, there there has been always one or two players who haven't made it, the mm. cut. You just look at Italy at the weekend; they oh, two it's... of their best players, Riccioni at tight end. Um, I'm not sure what the update th- is with him, but Menoncello in the centre was really, a wonderful like, player. It looked yeah. like his shoulder popped out mm. fairly innocuously. His ha- his hand was kind of out like str- I was watching like Riccioni. Like, how does this even happen? Like? Um, I, <clears throat> would you believe? I saw it many, many years ago with Mike Prendergast, who's the Munster mm. system, Munster coach. Now, we played a pre-season friendly back in the earlier days of 2001, two or three, somewhere around then. Um, I was playing wing forward at the back of a scrum. He kind of went in that position with his hand out like that and kind of barely touched the opposition player and I could, his shoulder just popped out. So it reminded me of that. So it's very unfortunate. Felix Jones had a bad injury. David Wallace, mm. Tommy O'Donnell... Uh, Jordan Murphy I think in previous campaigns so 
Um, Playing Doris to the, that extent, like, and he's obviously amazing, but it's risky. Yeah, but you need to get minutes under the belt. Mm. So will he be? He may. He what his involvement will be in the next few weeks? I don't know. But Very what a player! He's a phenomenal it's player. The pace of um, so many people online I see wrap him in cotton wool, wrap him yeah. in cotton wool. Um, is he? Where is he in our most important players? Um, he's so effective in everything he does with the ball and without the ball that he he has an ability to come up. And to be fair, it's a hallmark of a lot of players in this Irish squad in the last year and a half, two years. Um, I keep going back to New Zealand last year because it just keeps coming to my mm. memory the whole time how impressive that second and third test um, was in New Zealand. Um, Caelan Doris had a quiet first game in 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 Auckland. They were you know they were beaten pretty convincingly in the first game. There was a lot of in that game that was fixable. That it New Zealand got a bit of fortune with some of the tries they scored, and I I remember thinking going out of Eden Park that night thinking. Kaelin Doris was a little bit quiet here. I was a bit disappointed because I, I'm a massive fan of his. Jesus, he know. he responded in, in, in the second and third tests with, you know... A pl- and I think Andy Farrell said that the other day. He's the kind of fellow who, if he makes a mistake, um, he just kind of doesn't let it dwell. He doesn't drop the head. Yeah. He, he nearly intensifies his next action, if you like. So I think if you're looking to a player who's matured and developed so well as a real leader in that team and how important he is, as you're saying, um, you know yourself in sport, Johnny, if you make a mistake, that next five, ten minutes can be really crucial. Um, some players take longer to kind of get themselves back in a game. I probably experienced that where I kept you know, running around thinking, God, I've just knocked on the ball or I've just missed a tackle. He gives you the impression that it's done I'm going to make a big impact in the ne- right. my next action. And he's a wonderful player. On that note, what's Stockdale thinking after the missed tackle? Um, it's, it's, it looks bad. It, yeah. And, and and again, it's... I felt so, really sorry you for him. You played really well. Like. I think Andy Farrell and everybody wants him to show us what he can do like he did before in 2018. The energy, the excitement, the enthusiasm to go forward um, and score tries. Um, I know you can't hang on to the past. Sometimes we do it and that sometimes happens in sport as well. It's like a striker who who scored 30 goals one season and then he's struggling for a couple of seasons and everyone, he starts moving around clubs and people believe they can get that back. Jacob Stockdale is still a relatively young, you know, he's still 25 26 maybe is he I'm not sure exactly now correct me um, on that one but he's still a young player Um, he's still a very very talented player 27 now 27 Mm. but it's still relatively young yeah and he's uh, well it'd be easier to be younger than Keith he's been around a long time Mm. but you think that's kind of age though that you're really kind of mature and you've become um You've a lot of experience as well, so talk to me about that though, because he, like if he pushes your man inside, basically, like he's kind of half done his job here. So he, he's really made a hames of the tackle, and one, he's one physically of, actually superior to him as well. One, one of one of Jacob's kind of mos or whatever you want to say. I wouldn't say problems or issues is that little bit of na- nastiness that you need. That little bit of. Now, James Lowe's missed tackles. You know, mm-hmm, you go back mm-hmm. two years ago over in Cardiff where he kind of came in off, made some bad reads. Yeah. But you just think James Lowe's on that left wing. 
that fended arm that's coming out there, James Lowe, you think, is kind of, he he's just has that determination that he's nearly breaking your man's arm to stop the fend, you know, when the guy's out trying to hand you off. And we would have trained like that. A lot of it was rugby league. Where if you're running at me and I, I put my hand on your chest, I remember Mike Ford who came in and trained us with Ireland from rugby league. It was the first time the action was to hit down on the hand quickly because if you come with your chest presented, you know, I want to hand the guy off and it, mm. it gives you that little bit of momentum to get away. So he he obviously went in a little bit high. Um, the handoff, Panny got the handoff on him and scores. And you just think that that's one that's just, it was kind of a bit of a one from the crowd that you go, oh no. But is it a good thing in the sense that he's... It's like, a bad thing for him in the match. No, it's a bad okay. thing for him in the match. He needed to make that tackle. Yeah. He needed to... You know, he needed to do everything in his power, however you do it. Sometimes, and I say to players, if I'm coaching a young kid, sometimes tackle technique, everything goes out the window. You just jump on a player, you do something, you just make sure you make it, you wrap him somewhere. But let's not... Um, It'd go let's game, not right? hang. Yes, let's not hang him out to Better dry here. Jacob's talked. Keith Earls missed the tackle as mm -hmm. well, mm -hmm. and Manoncello. So for the, you know, any Ulster listeners... Um, Keith Earls missed a tackle too. There were two bad missed tackles. Um, there were two tackles that kind of took a little bit of air out of the performance, yeah. the kind of result. I, I never thought, Johnny, that we would see a performance here of free-flowing rugby. It's 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 about getting minutes under the belt, being pretty effective, <clears throat> pretty basic in the game plan. Ireland are not going to show their hand in the net, even against England and Samoa. They won't be showing their hand. Or Romania... Probably not against Tonga. I think there'll be stuff held back here for Scotland and South Africa, the big games. Well, the biggest uh, thing for me was the out-half situation. I thought Crowley looked very much at home. He uh, looked assured. He looked assured. He had a few mistakes in him. Yep. And uh, Jacob Stockdale had a couple of mistakes that mm -hmm. we mentioned. But there were some very positive moments from Jacob Stockdale as well. I think there's a lot more in him um, in, in Stockdale. And I hope that, you know, he looks back at his game and they do, you know... He gets a chance to do some stuff over in Portugal or in a training camp this week. Who's number um, two without half now? It's kind of unfair to kind of go suddenly Jack Crowley um, is is gone ahead of Ross Bourne. I think that's the perception there now a little bit. He didn't bit. harm his prospects. Ross Bourne needs to play the next game yeah. which, and start against England, which I'm, he probably will. Um, and he needs to kind of invigorate himself a small little bit. Given the ends to the season that both out halves had, um, Crowley finished on a very big high, obviously, in Munster's run to win in the URC. And there was a lot of big moments. But I think up to the semi-final, Jack, Jack Crowley was a little bit... The two performances over in South Africa in, in this round 17 and round 18, he came off and bulked those games for Ben Healy. So, you know... It, you just have to be careful in the way we propel these guys. I think Jack Crowley looked very assured. He's still really young. I think he's a confidence player and I think there was a lot of good moments in the match on Saturday. I think his ceiling, and I've said it before, is higher maybe than, than Ross Burns. Ross Burns is, is, is a very, very good player. So I think it's intriguing the next couple of weeks and it will, they'll probably go... Um, go hard at it in training, but of course, Kieran Frawley came in at fly half mm -hmm. the other day, and I think that was that was an uh, that was interesting, exciting so. prospect as well to see two of them because Crowley can be a very effective full back, and there's a lot of people talking about you know if something happened, Hugo Keenan, Jimmy O'Brien played there at the weekend, and 
of he got a bang in the shoulder and Jack Crowley goes back and plays there so um, there was that moment as well at the end where they just showed come to the end of the game they showed all the subs kind of on the sideline looking on you're like Jesus some talented players there like and you're I mean Keenan, but when you think of what Andy Farrell has done I do, I'm not exactly sure maybe Dan knows this as a yeah. rugby nerd yeah. how many players um, Andy Farrell has capped in the last couple of years the number is Depth pretty is big is insane though yeah, what's, yeah what, sorry but I, was saying, what's, I wonder what the dynamic is like in a group at this stage like between because I know there's all different battles going on between like to be a starting member but I see Andy Farrell is like naming his final squad later than some of the other coaches there's like what eight nine lads are going to be cut there and I'm sure I'm not sure if it's something that you speak about but it's probably the unspoken thing that everyone's aware of there's a call coming at some stage yeah, and, and some is, of you yeah. are gone yeah and I remember those calls on a couple of occasions in, in uh, particularly in um, you know 2003 Going to Australia, um, the excitement of waiting for that call when you're kind of mm. one of those players who's mm. in that, maybe from the bracket from 23 out to that 31, yeah. 32, you're one of those 7, 8, 9, 10 players. Um, on two occasions, I probably was. 2003, I get in there, it's incredible. Probably um, 2007 was, was the most competitive for me. And again... You know, waiting on the fringes. So, the one thing that would worry me about this World Cup is, uh, it's only from what happened in '07, and maybe we're all tarnished a little by that. The players who were there, Paul was there, of course. He he he's coaching now. Is if I asked you to pick the Ireland, either of you to pick the Irish team now and the Irish, maybe the Irish twenty three, even if you weren't that into rugby, you you'd go very very close. Mm. That happened in 07 when basically 15 players were kept home from the tour to Argentina. They were literally kept home and they were kind of wrapped in cotton wool a little bit. And um, obviously um, those players uh, knew that they were going to start. They knew that they were going to be picked. And That's then a it, problem. And then it was a case for well, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's, it's not a ideal. problem. I don't think it's a problem. It'll be an excuse if we if we come on stock. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think um, you know you, they just have to be mindful of the fact that most of the players know unless something goes drastically wrong or their form really dips that they're picked on the team. So to answer your question, yeah. that I think that's very uh, astute from Andy Farrell. He's actually dragging this out a little bit. Mm. Okay. He mm. probably is, this is probably something they're mindful of that most people could pick this Irish starting team now. So because he's waiting till after Samoa, he's probably keeping them all on their best behaviour. Yeah. In other words, okay. yeah. don't and drop your standards here because I have my mind fully made up yet, which, you know, you pick the team now. England announced it yesterday, New Zealand did, South Africa announcing today. It's a couple of weeks out. Fellas could get a little bit. Uh, I can ease off a little bit in the fitness now. We can we can go for a few pints on Tuesday night, or we can sneak out of the hotel, whatever. I'm not saying that it happens, but I think that's probably yeah. yeah. It's, it's a good question, yeah. like the out of situation, like how how is Sexton relating to all these other guys who are basically trying to not only get his spot. I would imagine he's helping him. Yeah, he I probably would imagine is. He's you know, helping so him. Like to help Crowley in a situation like Saturday, but there's a lot of pressure on Crowley because if he flops here, it really undermines him. Like, and this is the problem. I know you're playing Italy, but Crowley has to at least do a seven out of ten. Here, um, I got to bring you to this uh, Irish examiner, Brendan O'Brien. If I don't get selected because I just play twelve, that's just what it is. McCluskey, talk to me. 
Um, it's a difficult position because if you um, and and um, I think Stuart McCluskey has done very well. Mm. Um, going back to last November, um, started against South Africa, picked up an injury, came back for Australia. Um, who's going to be picked here? Is he going to bring four centres? That's going to be the, the, the intriguing part here. Steve Bortrick has brought an extra forward. I think he's gone 18 forwards, is he? And 15 backs. I'm mm. not sure. I, I'll have to get the numbers right again. Um, have a look at it again. But you've got Bundyaki, Robbie Henshaw, Stuart McCluskey, Gary Ringrose. They're kind of the four that have been involved in the last number of years. Obviously, McCluskey has come into that mix. Jamie Osborne is the other centre there. So there's five centres there. Are they going to bring three or four? I think they're going to bring three centres. And those three centres are Aki, Henshaw and, and Gary Ringrose. It's quite agonising, isn't it? Because some of the back three can probably move into the centre and it's it's Keith Earls and Jimmy O'Brien can go in and play outside centre. So... Crowley can play at 12 as well. Um, so I think Andy Farr... Well, I'd say Mike Cat, obviously, this is his call. I think he'll look at that. Whereas if you... Bundyaki, Robbie Henshaw, Stuart McCluskey and Gary Ringrose, there's probably only one out of that four that can go on to the, into the back three and that's Gary Ringrose. Um, so it's, it's a difficult one um, and it's going to be a, a tough a tough uh, decision but it's going to be hard if Stuart McCluskey doesn't make it because I think he's shown he's shown a lot in the last kind of 12 months and what he's done but it's pretty competitive there um, right across the board and I think he's he's someone that unfortunately could miss out on it um, the first game as well since just after St Patrick's Day um, and also the first time they're playing only three World Cup warm-up games they have that Portugal camp um, so Farrell is basically saying we don't really need that many games and um that's because you've Wait, got Rom- Romania yeah. to, 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 and with all due respect, yeah. you know what I mean? They can, they can, uh, you know, move up the gears in, in that situation. South Africa won the World Cup last time with a lot of games and going pretty earlier than anyone to mm. Japan. Um, look, it's about, I've said this about pre-seasons, it's if, if you go well and things go right, it's the best, the best decisions were made. If, if we're analysing this, and no matter what happens in the next in the World Cup, Johnny, if Ireland get out of the group, you're playing France and New Zealand. You're kind of flicking a coin. Um, obviously, if Ireland are bringing brilliant form into a quarter final, if they're there, because Scotland are going to have a big say in this, mm-hmm. um, you're getting more enthusiastic, and you're kind of really breaking it down then and saying, "Well, this is they're playing well, or they're this is their big strength." I think where 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 they'll, they'll they'll be in a better position this time is I think they'll be quite calm about the challenge uh, in a sense that they'll they'll have confidence and belief in themselves. But again, it's on the day, you know, France are going to have so much momentum with it being over there. New Zealand, what we've seen of them in the last couple of weeks, um, it's kind of frightening prospect for... for, for where, where are they if at? possible if Ireland are there. Um, Briefly no Because you're like People have this It's in France So it's kind of between Ireland and France We have an edge over New Zealand But clearly it's not that straightforward It's not No New Zealand um, I think they showed a couple of weeks ago For 20 minutes against New, uh, South Africa mm. in, 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 in the Rugby Championship The first weekend 
it was phenomenal for the first 20, 25 minutes of that game. So they, they, they can do that. They can bring that pace, that intensity, that quality. Um, they had a bad 2022, um, you know, culminating in that series loss to Ireland. The rugby championship did a couple of bad losses. Um, but they're capable. And I think you can see there's a stamp of Joe Schmidt in this team now. They're far, I think, and I said it after the tour in New Zealand, they, they kind of rely on this brilliant X factor to rip teams apart. It didn't work in the second and third test for Ireland because Ireland were so um, stable and connected defensively and, and, and stopped them at source. And then they didn't really kind of know what to do. Mm. Now they seem to have great timing in their passes. Their breakdown is really effective again. It's it, There's Joe Schmidt all over this team. So I think he's obviously had time to bet in there and um, you couldn't rule New Zealand out of uh, in any game. But I think even more so now what we've seen in the last couple of weeks from them. Thanks for your time. Cheers, lads. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball.